Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week, our podcast features an episode of The Chase called Harry Troll's Diamond. It first aired on May 4th, 1952. <laughs> The National Broadcasting Company invites you by transcription to join The Chase. In the animal world, there is the hunter and the hunted. Hounds and fox, hawk and sparrow, chicken and worm. We in the topmost species have also joined the hunt. But who is to judge precisely which of us are hounds or foxes as we enter the chase? Porter, huh? Sit down, Buster. And, uh, give me a cigarette like a good fella. Oh, that's nice. If you see a nurse, slip me a high sign, huh? They got rules about smoking in the hospital. Ain't bad here, though. Not when you get used to it. It's my sixth trip. Once the lush, always the lush. Is that what you're gonna say? Well, my last time out, I really figured I had a beat. Like I told Doc Burton just before I left. Ain't gonna see me here no more, Doc. (laughs) You said that the last time, Harry. On this trip, I mean it. One drink for you is one too many. You've got to make up your mind. Sure. Sure. You sound like you don't believe me, Doc. I'll believe you when you walk in here sober with a new suit of clothes and a job. This last binge was the payoff, Doc. I got a chance agreement with my liver. Nothing stronger than root beer for Harry Troll from now on. I've heard that before. But not for me. Harry, there's a bar across the street. Yeah? You can't miss seeing it as you go. Think you can pass it by? Just watch. Good luck, Harry. Same to you, Doc. Don't take any wooden aspirin. I passed up that bar and a dozen more on my way back uptown. I don't hunch about this deal. You see, my luck was always rotten. I thought if I could really hitch a ride on a wagon, there might be a change. After all, how far can you slide? I'd already reached bottom along Skid Row. Well, my luck sure changed, Buster, in cards and spades. It was on one of them side streets in the 40s where the wholesale jewelers hang their hats. I'm flat and I'm looking for a handout when I step on something gooey that sticks to my shoe. It's a wad of gum, see? When I bend down and peel it off, it's... Something else inside the goo. Something hard. Sharp corners. 
So I pull away the watch just to see what gives. And I find myself a diamond, Buster. A diamond the size of a prune. You're the boss here, mister? Uh, Mr. Westhoff is out. I'm his assistant. You buy rocks, don't you? We are wholesale jewelers, if that's what you mean. I got a bargain for you. Oh? How big is that yellow stone under the counter? The topaz? 23 carats. I got one bigger. A topaz? No. A diamond. A diamond. Just one moment, please. Well, don't you want to see it? Get me the police. Hey, wait a minute. Hurry, please. Uh, come back here. Hey, you. Hey, you. Come back here, you fool. How do you like that guy, Buster? I don't even have a chance to show him the rock, and he's yelling for the cops. Well, I'm halfway across town before I take myself a breather. The ice is hot. That's just too bad. A steak means no duds and a job, maybe. I'm playing this break for all I can get. Well, I gotta be smart, Buster. So I make my next stop at Third Avenue Hole in the Wall, run by a guy they call Frankie the Fence. Yeah? You, Frankie? Yeah? I got a deal. Who sent you? What difference does it make? I got a deal. What kind of deal? This kind. What'd you get it? Never mind where I got it. How much is it worth? I still want to know who sent you. Never hear of a guy named Corky. I'm a pal of his. Name a troll. Did, did you say troll? Yeah, Harry Troll. Uh, wait there a minute. Well, where are you going? Just wait there. Hey! Give me the police, sister, and make it quick. Offense, even. Offense was going to turn me in. I run like a jackrabbit. I was joking for air. Then I sat down on a curb near a hawk shop to think it over. What was I running for? What did I do? I found the rock legitimate, didn't I? Walking along the street. But a crooked fence with a record itself was turning on the heat. All right, I'd settle for peanuts, a C-note, no questions asked. So I picked myself up and walked inside the hawk shop. Uh, one more try. It's yours for a hundred, mister. A hundred dollars for a stone this size? Take it, leave it. Um, bring it a little closer. That's close enough. Just a little nearer. If you please. Let go my collar. Stay where you are. Go on me, you chrome bum, before I... Fifty bucks, mister. It's yours for fifty bucks. No, stay away from the phone. I'll sell it for twenty. And don't go near that phone. Ten bucks. A friend. For the love of Mike, what's going on? Is everybody nuts? It was weird, Buster. Positively weird. All right, so the rock I found was listed. Maybe it was hot. But half the time, they never even saw it, Buster. 
They just look at me once and call for a ball. How did they know I found it in the first place? How did anybody know? The payoff came on the way back to my rooming house. I passed a cop directing traffic on the corner. Hey, you. Me, officer? What's your name? Uh, Black. Uh, Ernie Black. Black. You got an identification in your wallet? Identification? Yeah. Sure, I got one. Let's see. It. Now? What else? Next Friday? Oh, no, I think I had my wallet. I had my wallet when I left the house. Where's stalling, mister? Why, I swear I had it. I, uh, well, I must have lost it, officer. Okay, you're coming with me. Well, why? Because I say so. I ain't done nothing, officer. You ain't done. Come back here. Come back. <laughs> They all had my line. Tillinger himself never had it so tough like me. I could still hear his whistle. I was losing my wind, so I ducked into a subway station, tried to hide myself in the car. First train was the Bronx Express. I pushed inside with a crowd. Just before they closed the doors, I looked at a dame I never saw before in my life, so help me, Buster. And she... Let me out of here. Tell you, bust it was enough to make the skin crawl right off your back. Pop shops is one thing, even cops, but strangers. I was being chased by every Tom Dick Nanny in town. Uh, yeah, mind if I bum another butt from your buster? You smoke my brand. Well, I got out of that subway room, Bob, and I hid in an alley until it got dark. Then I sneak back to my furnished room like a worried weasel. Who's up there in my hallway? Hi, sir. Just me, Mrs. Boyle. And who's me? Oh, you... So they let you loose from the booby hatch, did they? Oh, I wasn't in no booby hatch, Miss Boyle. No? What else do you call it, then? When you drink yourself silly and see purple canaries? Oh, I'm cured, Mrs. Boyle. I ain't had a drink in four weeks. Cured? <laughs> what are you looking at me that way for? What's got into you, anyhow? You're as pale as a bedsheet. No one of your bedsheets, that's for sure. What? Uh, nothing. Complaining about my linen, huh? Well, before you get so high and mighty, where's my rent? Oh, where is it? How much do I owe you? You're four weeks overdue, that's how much. If I wasn't a poor woman with a heart as big as a bathtub, I'd have rented the room while you was laying up there in the city hospital with your pink elephants and polka dot snakes. You, uh... You never read the papers, do you, Mrs. Boyle? What's the papers got to do with getting my rent? Oh, you'll get your rent, Mrs. Boyle. Don't worry about it. And when will I get it, may I ask? Just as soon as... As what, Mr. Troll? Just as soon as... 
I make a deal. And what kind of a deal would you be making? A deal to lap up half the gin in the country, maybe? Look, uh, you got me money? None for you to borrow, mister. Oh, I don't want you to lend me any. I got a bargain for you. A bargain? We can go into this as partners. We'll be rich. Uh, All I need is 50 or $60, Mrs. Boylan. We'll have enough to take it easy for life. Yeah, and what do you need the money for? To uh, leave town for a few days. Leave town? What have you done? Uh, nothing, Mrs. Boylan. It's just that, well, I can close this deal in Chicago, someplace where I'm not known. Look, it sounds to me like you're running away from something, mister. Listen, I wouldn't talk if I was you. That guy who used to room here, that fella named Corky, he passed you stolen goods, didn't he? Don't think I wasn't wise. You'll open that mouth of yours once too often, mister. Oh, I don't get sore. I want to treat you square, Mrs. Boyle. I tell you, I got something here that'll make your eyes pop out like marbles. This is quite the mint. What is it? Well, uh, not, not, not here in the hall. Uh, let you and me go into your sitting room. All right, let's see. Now, uh, come over here under the light. I got a tight handkerchief. Look. Is that real? It must be. Why? Oh, don't ask why. I tell you, I know. Where'd you get it? I found it. In a pig's eye. Honest. Found it on the street. Let me take it in my hands. Uh-huh. Here. Just for a minute. Look at it. Oh, Sparkles like crazy, even under this light. A diamond. Look, uh, Mrs. Boyle. All uh, my life I've been wishing for a break like this. You know how long I've been tending this crummy room in house. Sure, Harry. I know. I Twenty-seven know. years. Twenty-seven years of taking four bucks a week for a room from jerks like you. I've never been able to save. Never been able to put a little away so I could take my ease when the going got rough. But now, now I get a break. Well, listen, I, that's my diamond. That... You know what it means, you dope. A free ticket to anywhere. It's money in the bank. A, a mink coat, maybe. Give me my rock back, Mrs. Boyle. Let me go. Let Get go back, me. you old buzzsaw. Before I bust your arm. Oh, oh. oh fine partner you turn out to be. Right away, you're taking over the firm. Oh. oh, don't get sore, Harry. Don't get sore? You did everything but swallow that rock. I I just kind of run away with myself, that's all. Uh, maybe I should have gone someplace else. I can find somebody better to deal with. Well? Well, what? I thought you was leaving. Just don't get me sore. <laughs> Oh, Harry, you kid you. Huh? What you must have done to get hold of that ice. Well, I tell you, I didn't do nothing. No, nothing at all. Look, are we making a deal or aren't we? 
You hear any complaints? If we're making a deal, we're making it my way. Otherwise, no dice. Yeah. And what's your way? You... You hear something? Just now? Yeah. Oh. Well, I could have sworn. Let, let me take the rock in my hands once more. Ah, first the 60 bucks. And then what? I leave town. I sell the rock. Never show up again. Oh, I wouldn't cross you, Mrs. Boyle. Not much, you wouldn't. Listen, don't be a jump. Suppose I cross. All you got to do is turn me over to the cops. Isn't that right? <laughs> no, there ain't no place for me to hide once they got my number. That rock must be worth plenty, Troll. If I can get it cut and sell it piece by piece, we'll pick up a hundred G's each with no trouble at all. Come clean, Harry. Huh? Who'd you bury to get hold of that diamond? I didn't bury nobody. You must have bumped somebody off. The deal's too big. Suppose, um... Suppose I did, Mrs. Boyle. Then don't tell me nothing about it. You mean you wouldn't turn me in? To the coppers? <laughs> what do I look like, a stoolie? Besides, you and me as partners. <laughs> right, Harry? Right. <laughs> How about that dough? No, you need 50, huh? 50 or uh, 60, maybe. I heard you the first time. Now, wait here. Well, make it snappy, Mrs. Boyle. I want to blow out of this town in a hurry. Keep your shirt on. Here. When will you be back? Give me a week or ten days. Got any connections in Chicago? No, uh, not right now. Well, I have. I'll give you the names. Who's that? How do I know? I can't see through doors. But somebody for me. Don't say I'm here. You think I'm crazy. Now stay where you are. What are you going to do, Mrs. Boyle? Get rid of him. You the landlady? Yeah. I own the house. I'm looking for a guy named Harry Troll. Troll. Little guy. The place like a squirrel. You live here? No. You sure? He moved out a week ago. Who are you, mister? Plain clothes, squad. And what do you want Harry Troll for? When she asked him what I was wanted for, he must have lowered his voice because I didn't hear his answer. But a second later, I did hear. No, no, never no. know. I lied, officer. He's in the next room. Get him out of my house. Get him out. Lucky for me, there was a window in the back. I didn't wait to hear anymore. I just pouted. It took the starch right out of my spine. If that old battle axe would have covered up a murder for me, what did I do that made her want to turn me in? What's worse than murder, for the love of Mike? What did they want? There was a fog in the streets as I started to walk. Not even knowing it, I found myself ambling along near the river. The night was as black as the ace of clubs. But even if somebody recognized my pant, picked me up, I didn't care. 
I was tired of being chased, Buster. Tired of running like a rabbit with a hound dog on my tail. I had a rock in my pocket that would keep me in clover for the rest of my life. But it didn't seem like they was going to let me cash in on it. Hey, uh, Mac, uh, you got a match? No, I ain't got no matches. Uh, you got a quarter, maybe, for a sandwich in Java? <laughs> you asking me for that? Do you see anybody else around? Keep moving, mister. I ain't got beans. No? No. Maybe this will change your mind. What's that, a rod? Yeah, a rod. How do you like this guy? Business must be rotten along the bar. Wipe that grin off of your push. Hot the rod, mister. Get yourself a steak. You ain't making time with me. Up with the hands. All right, all right. Don't get nervous. Don't get... What kind of joker are you, anyway? Yeah, I'm a joker, all right. Joker in a real cold deck. Hey, the rod's loaded, Jocko. I'm a nervous guy. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. What's funny? <laughs> They tie a can to the ox, Jocko. I don't like it. So you hold me up. Well, you're a lucky stiff, mister. Yeah? You picked the right boy tonight. Hand over your wallet. I ain't got a wallet. No? I ain't got a dime in my pockets. But I got this. What is it? Can't you see? Looks like a piece of glass to me. You never saw glass look like this. Keep them hands where I can see them and tie, Jocko. Why? Shut up. I tell you, I'm clean. Not even a pack of butts. I picked myself a joke. You picked yourself a winner, mister. You're too dumb to know it. Yeah? I'm holding a fortune here in my hand. You're looking for small change. Still yapping about that hunk of glass. Eh? Take it under lamppost. Have a better look, mister. It's a diamond. Oh, what? A diamond, a piece of ice as big as your ear. And it's real, mister. Shut up, you nut. Go on, take it. It's worth half a million. Chop it up, sell it. You can get yourself a hunk of plush for life. No good to me. Yeah, you must be loaded, Jocko. What would a slider like you be doing with a rock that size? You didn't think I was a slider when you held me up. Uh, I didn't get a good look at you, like I got now. And I still can't see that pussy of yours clear in this fog. You want the ice, so don't you? Make up your mind. Come over here under the light. Now, let me see. What you looking at me like that for? No. What's the matter with you? No. Keep away from me. Don't touch me, you creep. Keep away! Even a heister. He took one look at my pants, started to run. He didn't even take the ice along. He just run. Like a guy with his screws loose. It was the diamond. It must have been the diamond. The rock was hard luck. It was like one of them stories I read when I was a kid. The stone was mixed up with something even worse than murder. And I'd get blamed for it. I had to get rid of it. I had to get rid of it now. I swung back my arm. And as hard as I could, I jumped that hunk of ice into the middle of the river. Finished. Now they didn't have nothing on me anymore. You worry, Troll? I said, Are you Harry Troll? Yeah. 
control. Let's go, Harry. Who are you? Frank Close squad. Just followed you down from your flat. Well, you've got nothing on me, copper. Let's go, Harry. Well, the evidence is gone. See, I'm just an innocent bystander now. You can't put me in stir for something I didn't do. Who said anything about putting you in stir? You mean you're not arresting me? No. And where are you taking me? Back to the city hospital. Hospital? I don't get it. Haven't you read the papers? Oh. Your picture's been on every front page in town. Yeah, I saw the picture on the newsstand, but I didn't have enough nerve to buy a rag. I thought the newsboy might recognize me. All right, you got me. Now, what's the story? What would I do? You're a typhoid carrier, Harry. They found out right after you left the hospital. You're a menace to the community. All we want is to get you out of circulation and give you the cure. There it was, Buster. Typhoid Harry Troll. They had my name all over the radio, my pen and every rag. Everybody in town was on the lookout. Everybody knew it but me. Oh, you going so soon, Buster? I'll be out of here in a couple of days. My treatment's over. If I had that rock I throw it away, I could live in gravy. I'd be rich, Buster. The house and the swimming pool on my own. I'd have three cars in my garage. I'd invite guys like you out to guzzle champagne caviar like slop hogs. Maybe one day that's just what I'll do. My luck changes. Uh, meanwhile, before you go, Buster, I bum another cigarette. In the animal world, there is the hunter and the hunted. Hound and fox, hawk and sparrow, chicken and worm. We in the topmost species have also joined the hunt. But who is to judge precisely which of us are hounds or foxes as we enter the chase? Chase was created and written for the National Broadcasting Company by Lawrence Clee. Featured in tonight's cast was Kermit Murdoch. Others were Bryna Rayburn, Roger DeCoven, Santos Ortega, Danny Acco, Court Benson, and Clem Fowler. Fred Collins speaking. The Chase is directed and transcribed by Walter McGraw. Next week, an unsuspecting groom finds himself pursued by a woman of mystery and violence as we follow the chase.
arrival of spring, all of us seem to take on new interest in green growing things, the old fishing tackle, that batch of vacation folders, and the fact that spring will soon lengthen into summer. Yes, everyone is making plans, and so are we here at NBC. And our plans include you, our listeners, because we know that with the coming warmer weather, you'll have more time to spend with your NBC radio friends. Tonight, for instance, accompany First Nighter to the little theater just off Times Square for a dramatic story called Payoff. Then Arlene Francis will be honorary first sergeant on this evening's broadcast of Stars in Khaki and Blue. And as a special feature, screen actor Edward Arnold will be heard as the guest star. Later, Theater Guild on the Air invites you to hear a full-hour radio adaptation of Dear Brutus by James M. Barry. Our stars will be Angela Lansbury, Madeline Carroll, and David Niven. Then listen while Jack Parr asks lucky contestants the $64 question. And on Monday evening, the Railroad Hour will co-star Gordon McRae and Virginia Haskins in the sparkling musical play, Sonny. Then the voice of Firestone brings you Thomas L. Thomas. Later, George London is featured on the Telephone Hour. Then Paul Laval conducts the City Service Band of America. Next, NBC brings you a special feature, the Ohio-Florida Primary Preview. This broadcast will feature comments by political leaders and NBC commentators on the eve of these two important state primaries. Well, there you have a thumbnail sketch of the programs to be heard on NBC. Next, it's First Nighter on NBC. There is always the hunter and the hunted, the pursuer and the pursued. I don't really have too much to say about The Chase because it didn't air that many episodes and only lasted a year, 1952 to 1953. But if you like suspense and you like running for your life, well, actually, if you like to hear about other people running for their lives, then this is your show. The Chase is a little-known suspense program. It ran, ran on the NBC. While the show never really made it big time, it is a pretty good format. It is pretty good. The format of a chase can really work well in radio, as I hope this episode proved. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.